Welcome to the Camp House Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Busby, and this is our special series focused on local elections for 2018. Over the summer, we bring you interviews featuring candidates running for local offices of county mayor, county commission, and Hamilton County School Board. In the end, we hope you are more connected and informed about the men and women hoping to receive your vote in August. Today, we present our interview with DeAndre Anderson, candidate for Hamilton County School Board District 9. Currently, District 9 is represented by Dr. Steve Highlander, who is seeking re-election this year. Geographically, District 9 includes portions of Collegedale and Ottawa on the eastern side of the county and follows Lake Chickamauga from Harrison north through the communities of Snow Hill and Birchwood. And now I give you our interview with DeAndre Anderson, candidate for Hamilton County School Board District 9. Well, DeAndre, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. As we continue our election series here on the Camp House Podcast, you know, now we're going through uh, people running for school board. And my guest today is DeAndre Anderson, who's running for school board District 9. And uh, a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. And, you know, again, uh, you know, I want these podcasts really to be an introduction of the candidates uh, to the community. And so I just want to start out really, you know, basic, you know, tell us about yourself. Um, well, a little bit about me is uh, I'm 19 years old. Uh, I just graduated from Central High School a year ago. Um, I'm in the Army National Guard as a religious affairs specialist. Okay. And I am a drive through coordinator at Chick-fil-A. This is a little bit about me. Um, Which I, Chick-fil-A? Gun Barrel? Gun Barrel Point, okay. yes. Um, I really just like to shoot for the stars um, and just continue to go for everything that comes my way. I mean, that's why I'm 19 running for school board. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, keep going with that then. Um, you know, why why are you running? Like, what was it that sparked your uh, you know desire to run for school board? Well, my senior year, I was able to sit on the board as the student representative. So I represented all students in Hamilton County. And I just fell in love with it. When I was sitting there, I was like, man, this is a really awesome opportunity to be able to impact the district in the yeah. positive way um a lot of times a lot of negativity is around it with like test scores and stuff like that but there's a lot of great things that the students and teachers are doing in the uh district in the community and in the county and i want to be able to kind of spotlight that so yeah. i felt like man i, I want to run for school board because i can do it too you know i always thought i needed to go away go to college live my life then come back and do it but then i started thinking no the time is now i can do this now so uh, as a student representative, like how did you get a, were you voted into that or were you appointed into that? Yes. Yeah, so I was a part of the superintendent student advisory council for three years and my senior year, my peers voted me to be the chair of that council. And if you're the chair of that council, you get to sit on the board as a student rep. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that, what's interesting about that is, I mean, arguably, I think you would have represented more people in that position than if you are elected to represent district nine. Yes, it, that's um, true. I never thought about that either. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, so as you've been uh, campaigning and canvassing District 9, uh, you know, what, what are some of the sort of maybe concerns and hopes that you've heard from students, parents, community members uh, within your district about HCD, about the about school system, that kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, so some of the concerns that I've been hearing are, is someone going to come in and really represent our district wholly? Um, a lot of people feel like the person that's there now isn't completely representing the district as a whole. So a lot of people just want someone who's going to represent everyone and also like fight tooth and nail for them. I mean, there's a lot of things that's going on in district nine that have been kind of let go because no one has really fought for it. So mm -hmm. they really want to see someone that's going to come in, fight for the district and do what's best for everybody. Yeah. 
Well, can you share some of those things that have been kind of let go within District 9? Do you see as maybe, yeah, what, the, what are those things? The biggest things are the facility needs. I mean, there's so many things wrong with the school as far as like roof leaks, um, not completed tracks, uh, all kinds of things like that. And a lot of the parents and students even are really frustrated with it because you see in other districts that they're getting brand new schools, brand new uh, re-innovations. So they're kind of like, well, why can't we get that? And we can, we just have to have someone there that's going to fight for it. Well, I think on that note, you know, we, you know, as a 19-year-old, you're going to have a really interesting perspective on this question. But when, you, when we look back on the last five years, uh, it, you know, what do you see as maybe the, the, the biggest weakness um, of, of the school system? Uh, and then, well, what, what do you see as the biggest weakness? Definitely the communication. There's a huge disconnect, not in just my district, just throughout Hamilton County when it comes to elected officials, teachers, students even, and even parents, you know. A lot of times they don't know what the clear obstacle is, the end goal. So a lot of people are concerned because it just feel like we're all in this looming bubble trying to figure out what's going on and I just feel like we need to be a little more transparent when it comes to the community and comes yeah. to like, you know, the students and teachers and let them know like, hey, this is what we're wanting instead of last minute, hey, we expected all these things for you guys. Why didn't you make it? And it's like, well, mm -hmm. you never made it clear that this is what we were expected to do. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, so on the, on the opposite side of that, what is something the school system has done really well over the past five years? <laughs> I will definitely have to say when it comes time to deal with tough situations, they do a really good job uh, trying to make sure we get it mm -hmm. under wraps. Um, the negative thing about that is I feel we shouldn't get to those points of what happened at Udawal, yeah. what happened with the uh, bus crash. You know, we shouldn't get to those points to have to come in and like help. You know, we should always be concerned about all those needs because I mean, in both of those situations, there were a lot of concerns prior to the event happening and nothing happened. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like if we take better precautions, you know, we can really make this county a really great county. So I think that's one of the best things we're good at. They're really good at um, handling situations and making sure that it's handled the best way possible. So are, are we at that point with our facility needs? N no, we're nowhere near that point <laughs> our facility needs. But that's why I, I want to run and I'm pushing for a multi-year budget plan because that will definitely help us see where the money's going long term and kind of help us get ourselves out of that hole that we've gotten into with facility infractions. Yeah. Well, you know, over the past few years, uh, there has been a, a um, pretty big focus on public education within the broader community, you know, especially and it, within that two year period. And you know, we've seen the creation of things like Chattanooga 2.0 and, and Unify Ed. And so what do, you, what do you see as the role of these organizations within the realm of public education? And, and how do you see yourself as a potential school board member uh, working with those organizations? I think the roles of those organizations is solely to kind of hold the school board accountable, just to kind of say, hey, this is what the community wants, and how can we all as a whole come together and figure out, these, figure out solutions to these problems? Um, I feel as a board member, I would be able to hear them out, listen, and just try to figure out the middle ground to figure out, like, are they helpful or is this not good for us? You know, I want to be able to kind of look at it from a wide spectrum instead of, you know, oh, those are my friends. I want to do that. Or, oh, those are, um, you know, liberal groups. I don't want to help them. You know, I just want to be able to look at it and say, OK, they have a point here. Let's try to figure out a solution, compromise, figure it out. Over the last couple of months, you know, there's been a lot of discussion uh, around equity within our public schools. Uh, do you see equity as a as a challenge within HDDE? I definitely see that equity is a challenge. I mean, 
a lot of times we have schools that are grouped by socioeconomics. So you have your low performing schools and you have your high performing schools. And I feel like we need to definitely figure out a way to make our schools a little more diversify. So it's a uniformity throughout every school. Um, as a student, I'm just going to be real with you. There are some schools that when it comes up, you're like, oh, that's the bad school. Like, we don't want to go to that school. And it shouldn't be like that. All of our schools should have that that quality that you're like, oh, that school is good because of this. That school is good because of that. Not, oh, that school is just bad in general, you know. So what is the role of, of the school board in trying to uh, create equity within our school system? Definitely working with those groups, like you were saying, Unify Ed and Ch Chattanooga 2.0 and figuring out ways that we can overcome those equity issues. Um, I'm pushing really hard for open enrollment. I really think that giving choices to students will definitely help out with the equity thing because then we can kind of jumble up the schools and we wouldn't say, oh, this school has you know a really bad reputation because of the social economics. Well, when you start pulling people around the you know the county, it'll be a lot better to see those students kind of working together, seeing those parents kind of pouring into the schools as well. So you'll start seeing that diversity that we're looking for with the equity. Well, so one of the biggest initiatives of Dr. Johnson since he's arrived is these future ready institutes within the high schools. Um, so number one, do you see that as a maybe as a as an engine for this sort of equity that we're talking about? Um, and number two, how how do you see those actually impacting our high schools and our students? Yeah, so I definitely see the future readiness institutes as a right step in the right direction. Um, I think that's a brilliant idea. It'll definitely help those students kind of come and from like what I was trying to say with the open enrollment. Um, and far as your second question, can can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Well, how do you how do you see it actually impacting our high schools and our and specifically our students? Um, you know what what is what's going to be the benefit? Is Definitely the benefit with that is, as we all know, every student isn't cut out to go to straight to college. So that'll definitely help students have a, more options after high school to go into the workforce and to be actually prepared to do it. Um, what we're seeing now is, if the student's not going to college, they really aren't really ready for anything because that's kind of what we're coaching them to do. Hey, go to college, go to college. So it's not that option of, okay, well, what if I don't want to go to college? Then yeah. what, you know? So I feel like that's a really good step to kind of help students post-secondary. Yeah, I, th I think what's fascinating about it is, is it does lend itself to that vocational school aspect. Mm -hmm. However, even within these, like if you look at Howard and the Erlanger um, Institute for Health sciences that they're, they're, they're creating there, it's not only people who may not go to college that can still find a career, but even if you are going to college, it's exposing you to the incredible breadth within the medical industry of what's available to you. Yes, it's definitely allowing students to leave high school a little more prepared than before. I mean, even if you do go to college, like you said, you're ready for, you know, the next level. So I think that really is going to help the Hamilton County students just kind of prosper after they graduate. Well, in an interview I did with Dr. Johnson when he first arrived, you know, he talked about one of the one of the challenges with HCD is there is a, a public perception problem because of the fact that a lot of the stories that get highlighted, whether that's in the newspaper or in any sort of media, are sort of the negative stories surrounding the district and negative stories surrounding certain schools. And so, um, and so we just need to do a better job of telling the good stories and the good things about what's happening in our school system, what's happening in our district. And so, you know, with every one of these interviews, what I would love to hear from, um, from people running for, for, for the school board is, you know, tell us a story uh, or highlight a school or something that's really good happening within public education within your district. I'm going to take time to represent my high school, <laughs> uh, Central High School. They do amazing things up there. Uh, one of the biggest things, they donate almost $14 million to 
donation uh, to scholarships every year That's for high fantastic. school seniors. Wow. Um, and no one really talks about that. Yeah. I mean, they definitely come in. The alumni really comes together and set up this really big uh, ceremony. And they try their hardest to give every student some kind of scholarship before they graduate so they can, you know, be successful. And I always thought, man, this is, does every high school do that? And my principal said, no, just Central, the alumni set that up. So I thought that was just super awesome that people that graduated from Central cared so much to come back mm. and, you know, do that to help the future students. So I think that's one of the best things that in my district that I can talk about like right now. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, as we're sort of you know, wrapping up this interview, again, I just want these to be a, a moment for the community to get to know you. And so is there anything else that maybe we haven't discussed that you want the constituents of District 9 to know about yourself? Um, anything from your platform that maybe you're super passionate about that we haven't talked about? I think a lot of the things that we've talked about surround one of my biggest platforms, and that's raising students' and teachers' voices. Um, Students and teachers are the cream of the crop for education. And if they feel that their voices are useless, what's the point of having them there, you know? So I think my biggest push for District 9 is to start bringing us together as a community and start actually listening to our students and teachers. Um, when I was a student, I advocated for student voice throughout high school because I felt the students had a lot of important things to say, but when I was the chair of the Student Advisory Council, I kid you not, it was like pulling teeth to get them to speak out. But once you got them to speak out, I mean, it was a brilliant. You know, they said so many great things, and so many great teachers have a lot of plans and ambition to go places with, you know, the school system, but they just feel that they've kind of hit that glass ceiling after coming in and, you know, ranting, ranting, and saying all these things, and nothing gets done. So I want to be that school board member that's going to try to do everything that they want. I mean, don't get me wrong, as a school board member, I can't do everything, but I definitely want to try to, you know, give them the time, give them the resources, um, and just show them, like, hey, I'm really trying to work with you, because I feel like that's what they're not seeing right now. They are seeing that someone's there listening, and as soon as they're done talking, it's, it's out of the other ear. So I think that it's really time for someone that's going to just solely be there for their district. And no matter what school it is, no matter what teacher it is, just going to be there as an open door. Like, hey, come talk to me. Like, what's going on? Well, finally, DeAndre, where can people connect with you? Where they can they learn more about your campaign? Definitely. So my Facebook is DeAndre for school board. And my Instagram is the same thing. Um, so that's the best way to reach out to me or email me at DeAndre with the number four schoolboard at gmail.com. Well, great. Well, thanks, DeAndre, for being here. No problem. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much, DeAndre, for taking time for this interview. Now, Mr. Anderson is running for District 9 school board seat against incumbent Dr. Steve Highlander. Unfortunately, we are unable to secure an interview with Dr. Highlander, and with the election only a week away, I'm not certain there is sufficient time to make that happen. So if you are in a district where we didn't have the opportunity to interview both candidates for office, then I would encourage you to check out the Times Free Press election guide, which includes a profile on every candidate for local office. I'll add the link to our show notes of this episode, as well as links to the Hamilton County election website, a link to a map of Hamilton County Commission districts, which mirror the school board districts, as well as a link to the website of the candidate being interviewed. Well, thank you to Charles Allison of the Chattanooga Public Library for helping to produce this episode. And thank you to each one of you for taking time to listen and get to know the people seeking to represent you in public office. Please share this episode and most importantly, get out and vote. Election Day is one week from the release of this episode on Thursday, August 2nd. 
So get out and vote and have a great day.